0: He's a doctor, an author, an international lecturer, and you are listening to Reach MD, XM 233 the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Susan Dolan, your host, and with me today is Dr. Bowen White. Dr. White founded the Department of Preventative and Stress Medicine for the Baptist Medical Center in Kansas City, Missouri, and the Department of Wellness and Health Promotion. He is the author of the book, Why Normal Isn't Healthy, How to Find Heart, Meaning, and passion, and humor on the road most traveled, as seen in the PBS special, The Promise of Play. Dr. White, welcome back to the Clinician's Roundtable.
1: Well, thanks for having me, Susan. I appreciate your lack of taste.
0: <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your book, Why Normal Isn't Healthy.
1: Well, one of the things that people notice who've been in healthcare care and so stationed for doctors, that sometimes when people get sick, they changed their lives in ways that they wouldn't have done had they not gotten sick part of normal not being healthy people you know if it ain't broke don't fix it so oftentimes people have to have the status quo broken they need to have the life-stopping illness to reconnoiter to take a look at their lives and and see the familiar in new ways to see what they want to keep what what do they want to get rid of what do they want to change what risks do they want to take that they haven't taken what have they not said that they want to say so that illness becomes this opportunity for wholeness that didn't happen until they got sick now my premise in why normal isn't healthy is why wait to get cancer or why wait to have a heart attack or why wait to get you know have your kid get sick or why wait for some life stopping trauma to take a look at the familiar in a new way so the reason to write the book is to help people use the smaller Unfairnesses when they occur in their lives, the smaller stressors to open to their lives in a new way that allows them to grow and mature and develop by getting out of the role of the victim and becoming the radiant being that they potentially are. So I say what has heart, meaning, and passion, the road most traveled because the road most traveled is the normal road that most people are on and you can be normal and still change your life. You know, don't wait. Kids grow up, they don't grow down. They're here, they're then they're gone. You don't get them back. So every day you have with your child becomes this opportunity for connection. And everything you do with them is important. We get distracted with all the important grown-up things we have to do every day. And you kids are driving me crazy. Yeah, short drive. You know, uh, would you turn the damn thing down? And someday they're going to walk down that hall and there'll be silence. And Their heart will just ache for letting music become a reason to create distance between them and their child. The book is holding up a mirror to people to allow them to see what they already know in a way they haven't thought about before so they can begin to have a healthier relationship with themselves instead of being their own worst enemy, to have healthier relationships with other people without those other people changing. To also help them figure out what gets in the way of them expressing their giftedness because we're all underachievers relative to what we're capable of doing, and how can they have more fun getting better? So that was a reason to write the book.
0: What feedback have you received from doctors about the book?
1: The doctors that I know are somewhat askew from the norm on the front end. So they think it's great. They really like it. They didn't know I could actually put words together in a complete sentence and even paragraphs and make sense. So oftentimes they're pleasantly surprised that I could do that, but they're already kind of strange anyway. I mean, they're my friends. They're kinds of people I hang out with, so it's not a book simply for doctors. It's a book for everybody. If normal isn't healthy, it doesn't matter whether or not you're a doc or whether or not you're a nurse or a janitor. The idea is I wrote it in a conversational style for everybody, and some doctors have actually had it in their offices for patients because there are things in there that I actually talk about psychophysiology and the mind-body connection and kind of lay out for people how the body is a slave to the brain and how their thoughts affect their physiology. So it's a book to help people get out of the role of the victim and take more responsibility for their own health and healing. Your doctor works for you. You don't work for your doctor. And your doctor is a consultant on the path to wholeness and and healing and recovery. But you you as a patient need to participate in your own recovery process. A doctor can't change a patient. You know, you can take out a hot appendix, that sort of thing. But in terms of we don't change other people, I I haven't changed any of my patients. If they've gotten better, it's not because of me. It's because of the efforts they've made to change their lives. They do the work. They get the credit.
0: What other books have you written?
1: I wrote a book called A Clinician's Guide to Spirituality. Both of these were published initially by the Hazelden Foundation. I was a corporate medical consultant to them for three and a half years. And they published uh, Why Normal Isn't Healthy, which I have since re- taken back and brought it out under our our own publishing name, Stress Technologies. And the Clinician's Guide to Spirituality, I wrote with a chaplain from Hazelden. I figured since it's about spirituality, there ought to be somebody that's actually in the club. So there's this wonderful chaplain, John McDougall, from Hazelden. He and I wrote the book together. He wrote half and I wrote half. And actually that book really lays out my approach to patient care. I In 1984, you've mentioned the Department of Preventive and Stress Medicine and the Department of Wellness and Health Promotion. Uh, we started those departments in 1983, a long time ago. In 1984, with my individual patient practice, I went to hour and a half appointments with every patient. And so that book, I looked at the healing journey as something that I took with patients and tried to create a healing environment for patients to discover what their illness was trying to teach them, teach them what they needed to change in their lives physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, socially, relationally. So I wrote about how I approach patients, but I also wrote about what I learned from my patients in those hour and a half sessions. And that book is out of print. So it's, you can go on Amazon and get a used copy, but I'm going to do something with it. I actually have got it back from the publisher and I'm going to bring my part of the book out as a a separate book. It's not, I didn't really write it just for clinicians. Again, I to write for anybody that's interested in being a caregiver.
0: If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on Reach MD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Susan Dolan, your host, and joining me is Dr. Bowen White, doctor, author, international lecturer, and clown. Dr. White, what did you learn from your patients in those one-and-a-half-hour appointments?
1: Oh, I learned what incredible courage people have. and how inspiring it is to get to just participate in their healing journey, I mean, even if cure isn't possible, healing's possible, and many of my patients inspired me i I, I tell this story about this kid that came to see me with a brain tumor, and his name was graham i 'm spending an hour and a half with every patient i mean big hearted doc spent a lot of time with patients. I thought I knew how to be with suffering people and if I went to the hospital and saw somebody there and they were in pain and they were really suffering, I didn't believe in objectivity. I didn't want patients to feel a distance from me but some sort of energetic connection with me. And I would allow my own, if I felt it, if I, I wouldn't try to suppress my own tears if they came up with a patient. I thought I knew how to be with suffering people. And this kid comes and see me with a brain tumor. Long story short, tumor involves a brain stem. They can't get all the tumor at surgery. He has to have chemotherapy, radiation therapy, after all of his radiation treatments, he goes to see the radiation oncologist in follow-up, and then comes in to see me for his hour-and-a-half appointment, and when he walks in to see me, he answers, has me the sack of noses, you know, pig nose, elephant nose, duck nose, etc., different, it's the fun nose experience, he said, hey doc, I got a present for you, and gave me the sack of noses, I said, hey Graham, thanks a lot, and he said... Doc, let me, let me tell you what I just did with that pig nose. I just had my last visit with the x-ray doc, and, you know, sometimes when you go to see the doc, you have to wait. Pause, 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 pause. And he said, you know, I was getting kind of bored waiting for the doc to come in, and and I thought, well, I got an idea, and I got out that sack of noses, I got out the pig nose, I put the pig nose on, and I waited for the doc to come to the door. And when he began to open the door, I turned my back to the door, so when he walked in and said, hey, Graham, how you doing? I said, As I slowly turned around, well, Doc, there were certain side effects from the radiation you forgot to tell me about. And when he told me that story, I laughed and laughed and thought it was so wonderful. And I also knew at that moment he was giving me a life lesson about another way of being with suffering. This was before I was born as a clown and made me realize in that moment I had the aha experience that here, Graham, you know, a kid in third grade with a brain tumor, is maintaining emotional balance in a crisis, which is a sign of emotional maturity. He's balancing the heaviness and seriousness of his cancer in the treatments with lightness and buoyancy and playfulness. And that was instructive in terms of me beginning to learn about another way of being with suffering people. And that was an incredibly important lesson for me.
0: When were you born as a clown?
1: 1991. I'm I'm an adolescent. What happened? Lunatic. Dr. Friend, Patch Adams, who I'd known for years, kept talking to me about going to Russia, he took people to Russia, still does, anybody wants to go, 703-525-8169, takes a clown troop to Russia. And I, I didn't want to go as a clown. I just wanted to go and see what healthcare was like and what was the Soviet Union. He said, no, you got to create a clown character. So my clown was created specifically for that purpose in 91. I learned so much about myself. I've been clowning ever since. I've been back to Russia a number of times and all over the planet.
0: I want to thank Dr. Bowen White, who's been our guest today. I'm Susan Dolan. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your email to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.